Welcome to Beholder's Eye, Season 2. Evil is consuming the multiverse. Only the Chaos Quartet. Zalara of Sin Ilnor. Blessed of Shamhara. World protecting. Elven Druid Monk. Garen Kelso. Dimension hopping Vagabond. High Elf Bladesinger. APU Warforged Fighter. Siobhan. The Half Mud Huntress. And the Crucian Crew. Usk. Lizard Man Druid. Rosie Hanna Iron Cold Lee Green Roblex Bluebeard. AKA Rosie. Gnome Artificer Bard. Nita. The Raging Mother Bear of Shamhara. Drathan. Inspiring Leader. Scourge Azamar. Paladin of the Ancients. Can save reality from utter destruction. Alright, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I can. Um, so, last episode, we had just finished up defeating the Metal Monks, and we encountered two children, uh, Mary and Pippin, two halfling children, who uh, we befriended very quickly and, you know, made trust us with displays of magical ability in order to, to gain trust with them, because it turns out the small girl halfling is a magic user of some kind uh, she sneezed and manifested basically a fireball um that was pretty fun we then you know went and brought them to jewel so that she could do her her thing and get them back uh and kind of safe and we continued along our way um along our way we did encounter an inquisitor uh, which was not terrifying at all. Uh, they only minorly accused us of being magic users because the direction we came from had manifested a bunch of magical uh, stuff because maybe a kid sneezed and a fireball did and then some of us shot, you know, maybe some flares up into the sky in order to show them and, you know, earthquakes and stuff like that. You know, just, you know, just your average everyday stuff. But we, we definitely convince them that we were not those people by uh, not completely fumbling a role and uh, she believes us she says so uh, so we continued along our merry way through the wastes past big like destroyed machinery for like this old transport thing and then all natural energy left the world. It felt like Shamhara had left. We're assuming maybe because of our other group leaving with the source of all her power in the world. That, that might be the one. Um, Oops. And we ended on a big, fiery, portal, scary thing opening up and massively armored things exiting it, which we can only assume are to swiftly kill all of our friends. So <laughs> that's what happened last time. All right. So we'll actually open up in the forest. Um, it's the Western wildlands. We see that the trees are not as green as they were before. And we hear the crunch of foliage as we see Dulod walking through these woods. He hears a voice in his head that he also knows is his bow. And it says, Dulad, my friend, my follower, can you hear me? I can. It is I, Orion, the one who told you to run, the one who took you to freedom. 
I, I, I can't thank you enough for freeing me, but I'm, I found myself lost again. Yes, I see. Luckily, you have been using me, bringing me into this material plane once again. So now I am strong enough to speak with you and help guide you. Where were you going, my friend? Uh, I was... I, I was heading to Kalendor. Yes, and, and for what purpose were you heading there? It, it, it's the only place I think I know in this world. Things seem so different from when I was a child. Hmm. Let me ask you, Tulad. Are you happy with how you've been used? That, that's rather a big question, to be honest. I'm... I'm not unhappy. I thought I was going to die in the tower, but I'm not happy at the moment. Also lost the only people who were kind to me since the, since I was a child. Yes. First the master in the tower used you, and then when we were making our escape, the dragon god used you and put you into the middle of a mess. What? What was the purpose of that? Do you think they had any care for you at all? Or was, did they just see you as a tool to use and then discard? Are you happy being treated like an object, like a tool by everyone you come across? I, I didn't think they discarded me, it was battle. But what you say makes sense, I was the newest in the group and the most disposable. I was the only one left at that site afterwards. Yes, why did they not bring you with them? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We should continue on our way to Kalendor, but if we can, we should find this Hasdrax, this Dragon God, and this Tribunal he talked about, and see if they can give us some kind of reparation for what they've done to you. It, it couldn't hurt to find them, see if they're looking for me. Yes, let's see if they're looking for you. And as you make your way through the forest, give me a... Actually, here, what is your passive perception? Uh, do that's passive perception is 20. <laughs> oh, darn. Slightly okay. lower than Usk's, but still pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Oops. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> okay. So um, as you're making your way through the forest, you notice there are four people that you recognize as elves in the woods around you. Do I recognize those people from the village? Yes. From one is Zalata. Yes, one of them is Talana, is Lara's mother. Um, I will stealthily follow them. I will try and switch the trails back onto them sort of thing. Okay, give me a, a stealth check. Uh, that is a 29. <laughs> Alright. You're able to stealthily Let's see if she can even see that. I don't think so. But... Nope. All right. So, um, yeah, you're able to get right behind Talana. Um, any reason to think she's betrayed him? Um, I'm going to reach out and touch her on the shoulder. <laughs> All right. She jumps and turns around. She pulls out a small dagger Ooh. and she sees you. It says, have you seen the others at all? Have you lost them? Have you lost my daughter? I awoke, the tree was destroyed, and I was there on my own. Tell me everything that happened. And with that, we will cut out to the uh, plane of boiling mud, and we see the Chaos Quartet and Thaddeus's balloon, 
He says, All right, so down there, we should be arriving at platform 89. That'll be the stop we need to, to refuel. How long does it take to refuel? <laughs> oh, it'll just take a, a couple of hours, not not too long. There's a tavern down there for you if you'd like to go in there and get some food. That sounds like a good idea. I like how we qualify not too long with a couple of hours. Is that a problem? No, it's just a couple of hours is kind of long in a lot of people's experience. I mean, if you like a fly, sure. I'm just like two days. Don't mind me. All right, I won't. (laughs) And is this the place where we need to get rid of the balloon, or did we already get rid of it? We we still have the balloon, as far as I'm aware. The the extra one we took from the pirates. Yeah, Yeah, he wouldn't take it any further than here, would it? So we need to find somewhere to store it. Well, I mean, we do need a little bit of time to get rid of that balloon, so... that That is a, a very good point, Zalara. Uh, tell me, um, our friend, is there a good trader for for buying or, or selling this salvage? Oh, uh, I'm not really sure if you're going to find much of a trader there. You'll, you'll have to inquire there at the tavern. Okay. Is there anybody we shouldn't sell it to? <laughs> to be quite frank, you're going to have some trouble probably selling it for anything worth it, uh, much of anything. You know, everybody works for uh, a company script here, so... Well, it's worth more than the nothing you offered us, so... Well, that's true. So, I guess if, if you're looking at that, that's what the market dictates. If you want pieces of paper that uh, you can't spend anywhere else, um, sure. What about goods or services that we can trade the script for? <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can. Um, you know, just ask around. I, I typically get everything that I need from um, the actual, you know, off, off world. So, I don't, you know, they're not too great at, um, you know, the manufacturing of much besides the gas here. Hmm. Well, I guess we go to the tavern first, then. Yeah, I could really use a drink. All right, you guys land on the uh, the platform, and it is um, it, it, everything you see here. It's it's like a little mini city, um, very middle. I, I guess it's it's more like uh, basically a, a couple of uh, kind of uh, apartment complexes, and you see the tavern there, and then there are some. Uh, you know, it, it looks like more industrial kind of equipment. And things that might be used for the, um, you know, the mining of the gas, but everything is made out of a almost like a either a metal or some kind of really basic stone. So kind of like a steampunk city. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sure. How how are the people? I mean, like, what what are the people, and what are their attitudes? The people are the natives you've seen before. Uh, you don't see too many of them there on the, the street, uh, you know, walking around. Um, there are the ones who come up and start working with Thaddeus, and um, he does exchange some things with them, and they start working on uh, getting him refueled and restocked. Um, as far as the, the people on the street, though, the few that you do see, uh, everybody is wearing a very basic sort of... Um, you know, everybody's just kind of wearing the same clothing, just kind of brown clothing. Um, it looks like the most basic sort of shirt, pants, and boot combo that you can see, um, or that you can think of. And they seem to not be either they're ignoring you, or it, it almost seems like they don't even see you. They're ignoring you so much. What a dreary place. Hmm. Very. Well, like, I guess when uh, 
the only thing to do is work for a uh, tyrant. Uh, I can't imagine it being that much fun. Yeah, well, I mean, the only thing you've got to look forward in your day to is gas. Then I tend to be upset too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's oh. get drunk. Uh, well, you're good at yes. that. Indeed. I can't partake in alcohol. Well, you can't partake, right? You just you can can't back, so. do anything. It disagrees <laughs> with my electronics. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's okay, you know. We'll just make up for him. <laughs> Indeed. Right, you you enter the tavern, and it is once again very stark. Um, it's very clean. The tables there are all um, very well manufactured and very uniform. You'll see there's a group of people here eating. Um, there's about 50 people there. On either side of the door, you see two very large guards. They are strange in uh, appearance. They look almost like they're ogres, except their skin is pretty translucent so you can like see their their veins and their blood kind of pumping through they do all carry uh, large swords and they are dressed in uniforms that clearly denote them as some kind of guard they're like at the entrance or yeah they're on either side more like they're watching everybody eat they're inside oh and since we got on the platform these would be the only people we've seen with weapons probably other than ourselves um Yes. So this just look more like a mess hall? Yeah, it would look more like a mess hall than your average tavern. There is a native woman standing behind the counter, um, and you'll notice it is set up almost in like cafeteria form, um, but there is a woman standing behind the, the counter. She looks at you very suspiciously. Everybody just kind of stops what they're doing and turns and looks at you. Nobody says anything, but they are looking at you with, uh, well, suspicion. Hello there. Nice to meet you all. We are looking for a drink. The lady behind the counter says, Yes, uh, yeah, we, we can accommodate that. Fantastic. And I go up to the bar and like, what do you have? Um, well, we have milk and we have water. <laughs> Fascinating. Uh -huh. Um, Lord Malthazar how? doesn't like alcohol. He says it, it makes people weak and stupid and can give them ideas and make them act irrationally and, and that's not what we're here to do you know, we, we're here to improve ourselves and be efficient and when she says that all the all the workers and their chance efficiency first hmm. do they sound like they're excited about that or they're just it's what saying they, it because they have to more the latter yeah well you know he's not entirely wrong they get pretty stupid with alcohol so how long has it been like this? Oh, it's always been like this. It's mm. never not been like this. Mm. So you've never had alcohol? No, no. <laughs> only whenever dignitaries such as yourself come in, do we do people ask for it, and we're, we're instructed to say no. Mm. So if I offered you some right now, you would decline? Oh, that I, I I don't believe that I could. That would be against everything that I've been born to do. What if I took a drink right now? I, I don't see that as being a problem. Uh, personal freedom is one of the guarantees of Lord Malthazar. Except for drinking alcohol. Well, it, it is, of course, our choice to be the best workers that we can be and to be most efficient. 
And everybody says, efficiency first. Of course, of course. Well, Siobhan, do you want to join me for a drink? Of, of course. I'd, I'd actually love some of that milk as well that you spoke of. Oh, um, yes, of course. And she says, that'll be uh, 25. Uh, 25 script of your local 25? Yes, yes. Is there, there an exchange rate here? What, would there be somebody I could exchange gold for for local currency? Well, um, I, I can take the, the gold, of course, and I can give you some back in script, but I have no gold to exchange it with, if that's acceptable for you. That, that, that is a-okay. Um, how, how much would I need to uh, buy myself and all my friends a nice tall glass of milk? Um, for all your friends, that would be a hundred, so one piece of gold. Okay, and uh, she will give them two pieces of gold. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, can't accept this other one. Even as exchange? Oh, do you want it as exchange? I'm sorry. Yes, of course. And she will exchange that for you get a hundred pieces of mining script. All right, so I'm gonna pull out my jug as well. And can I borrow a empty glass, please? Sure, that will be five, uh, uh, five. Oh, never mind. And I'll I'll tap my uh, jug on the the counter and, and uh, it'll fill it with wine. And Siobhan, would you like some? That would be fantastic. Yes. All right, drink to your heart's content. Okay. And um, she'll she'll get like her face covering that she she wears and pull it down uh so that she can drink. And you'll see like the bottom half of her face is like red and kind of marbled. It it looks uh well you would uh definitely uh Zalara and Garen would know. It looks identical to like the red skinned demon's skin from like the bottom of the face down. Ah. Huh. And um, she'll she'll take it and she will like take like two big chugs out of your uh, out of your tanker. I will just like side eye Garen. <laughs> Be like, what are we getting into? Oh, well, actually, we can talk to each other. So, oh, can mind. we still? So, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was up. <laughs> what is up with her skin? I will find out. <laughs> Siobhan, why do you hide your face? <laughs> you didn't hear that APU. <laughs> no, he was going to ask. I was debating on whether how he would ask it, but it okay. ties in nicely there. <laughs> well, it's it's obviously for the the air of mystery, and it's because of my 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 skin. AP, what happened? It. it <laughs> can can we can we at least sit before? <laughs> Before asking uh, <laughs> awkward questions, or certainly, okay, that doesn't seem to be the way APU um, uh, activates. No, 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 it is not. But you I know. forget organics like to sit every now and then. Yes, yes, sitting is a a more convenient uh, form of of relaxation. It's true. Let us sit, and oh. she'll sit there with her her glass of milk. Um, cool is it like cafeteria style like benches is you know yep um okay yeah uh, well so as we sit down does someone else get up and move further away <laughs> <laughs> no they don't okay they seem all very intent on eating their food 
Um, well, AP, uh, it has everything to do with the, the story I told our fine friends earlier. Um, you know, uh, in the world that, so you, you have not been to our plane, but in the world, in the plane that we come from, there is a certain demon problem of which I spoke of earlier. Um, and many of them look like this and she'll just kind of gesture to her kind of skin and then she'll be like and then she'll kind of roll up her sleeves and like her her skin is all patchwork all up her arms from the wrist up and she'll take off a glove on her um like it looks like like the glove is primarily intended for you know using a bow so that you know you don't get any burn on your fingers and stuff from the the string but she'll take off the glove and the other hand is just completely you know all the way up that arm and she'll be like and many of those demons in that world are changed against their their will from uh the regular people of the land and why were you not changed entirely uh, that's a that's a very good question i'm uh, I, i'm searching for the the answer why myself that's why i need to find that that red-skinned demon who has been terrorizing the landscape. Um, he seems to have free will of his own, unlike the others. I have free will of my own, so he'll probably be able to tell me something when I find him. <laughs> to Zolara, in our minds, I'll say, should we just tell her that Hibble Knight has no idea what's going on? And he's a god now. Not that part. Um, <laughs> I don't know that... I, I don't know that we can... Well... Trust her? She, yeah, she seems truthful enough. And we've seen that before. Mm. The half-demon. Yeah. Yes, when we stopped a ritual. Mm-hmm. Siobhan, did you... Were you changed by a ritual? Uh, yes. Um, Was that ritual stopped by any chance? In the middle of it? Uh, y- yes, in, in, a, in a fashion. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't talking talked about it before so like you know um nobody at least on on our plane i think i think knows how it works but uh they they plunged like a black dagger into my into my heart mm-hmm. and carved runes and other script all over my chest and uh yeah i i, I basically i i woke up on a, on a table with people surrounding me and the way i am now and um, I did what I do best. I got them before they get me. Very uh. good. I just realized that was Magnar who <laughs> experienced that, not Karen, but pretty sure, right? A, a little bit, yeah. Because <laughs> we, we moved, yeah. we went, <laughs> well, that was when we, we were going to Kalendor, so. I, I'm sure he would have been filled in by the group at yeah. some point. You know, yeah. it's pretty important how the demons work, <laughs> Yeah. right? Yeah, no, but I just, when I said that we found that, person well but we did Garen, in the so. um that the, was garen that was before we hit calendar oh well whatever Magnar, yeah anyway oh uh, that but, was magnar i mean yeah yeah it's fine i um so you had you been captured like fighting before or like how did you end up in that situation i i don't quite remember it's um it, it's a little bit fuzzy to me um a lot of my there's big there's big holes in my memory, mm. I, I I remember the the town from which I I come from and and some family members and some things about myself. But there's big there's big holes. Like it it it's almost like becoming what I am now is conflicting with what I was before. 
Interesting. Um, you know, it's it's I I it's it's hard to explain. It's have you ever felt like there's two people inside you and both of them don't want to be with each other? I have not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I, 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 d- I didn't think so, but there is there's a part of me deep down that knows what I am and what I was born as and then there's this other thing which is also me the me that i've become that says that that thing is bad and that i need to be be something new but that that little shred inside me of what i was doesn't want that i don't Hmm. know it's it's weird i wouldn't expect any of you to understand it's uh it's you know i i'm just looking to get get home so i can I can find this guy and, you know, uh, figure out what he learned from the other person he picked up like me that he left in Kalendor. Ah, well, we didn't learn much from him. The man you're speaking of, um, his name was Hibonite, and uh, I was with him when he burned those prostitutes. It was my mistake, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, The man who we had encountered wanted to be changed and he was very upset that it was not finished so his story is not your story at all hmm. i i i see um i struggle to uh, it, it's it's hard to to hear that um it would have been good to know that before you know when i told you what i was doing here and who i was looking <laughs> for um we have encountered many people along our journey and I've learned the hard way you can't trust them so I apologize for not being more forthcoming well you're you're right not to trust everybody um probably least of all myself but the fact that you say it that way tells me that you've at least got a good um moral compass and you're fighting to not fall to whatever it is uh i wouldn't say it's moral compass more pragmatism over the fact that 75 percent of my body is a demon bent on destroying my home um so you know but did it give you any cool powers um i can well i can read and she'll she'll reach into her backpack i can read this book now um the ribcage books uh yeah yeah um you've seen them before uh yes we have a habit of killing these shamans (laughs) and then tearing open their insides to find these books it happened by accident the first time but now it's just kind of part of it Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yeah yeah i i got this out of the the chest of the person who i guess turned me but well um, good yeah um other than that no cool powers um you know i i uh back when i was where we came from uh there were some weirdness that i would feel every now and again feeling compelled to do things but nothing no cool things i can't shoot flames out of my hands or you know burn whole whole brothels to the ground or (laughs) or anything like that Hmm. well well you look beautiful even if it is from a bad thing. I I appreciate that, but it might be beautiful, but it's not me. That's fair. I think a lot of people are going through self-discovery of sorts. <laughs> well, but- there's my life story. Um, <laughs> so, AP, you've got no memories. Um, uh, 
It sounds like memories are a burden from what I've heard from people so far. Uh, Garen, I think it's your turn for a deep, dark secret. Well, there are no secrets, I think. Uh, I pretty much have everything out in the open. I, yeah, I was just joking. I don't really care. Um... <laughs> But that's that's my story. I see. That's why I cover it, AP. That makes you hear sense. Go ahead. the two guards hit the uh, ground with their, their swords, that, which are sheathed, um, and have metal tips. Everybody just kind of stops eating and stands up, and then you see them all just in a, a line start making their way toward the door. As I they are... It, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, say, I guess it is worth time. Efficiency. Not sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> and they all yell, efficiency first. <laughs> you have such control over them. <laughs> well, it's, it's a hidden it, gift. <laughs> yes, the AP is a, a master of words and mental manipulation. Um, you'll learn this over, over your time with us. He is not only strong, but extremely cunning. <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> All right, and then um, as people are exiting through the door, you see, first you hear a, a rumbling and some yelling, and then you see a big ball of fire at the people as they're coming through. It hits the front of the door, and uh, the fire kind of comes inside, licking the side of the doorway, causing some damage to the room itself. Mm-hmm. Really? Do I have something for that? <laughs> we were just having such a nice conversation. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's no good. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a drink and watch. Um, and with that, we will cut to <laughs> on the road to Grandling and the Crucian Empire. You all, the Crucian crew is standing there. You see the line of the four armored men all wearing, they're, they're very um, I guess hulking. You could describe them as just very muscular. They all have face masks on that have sort of a neutral expression to them. So it, it adds an air of this hauntingness to them and, and uh, menaced by having no expression at all. They're standing there not moving. And you see the um, person dressed in the black armor with spikes sitting on the back of a horse that seems to have fire for a mane. And he looks at you all and he says, I am Roy's Vor. I am looking for a Nalfishni called Genevik. He reneged on a contract with my master. I am here to collect a bounty and you have his stench on you. Tell me what you know. Just just for my clarification, you said Raufishni and Genivik? Um, let's see. Uh, no, uh, uh, Nalfishni is... Yeah, that's... Uh, the person we're talking to. No, that no. is a type of... I can't remember if it's a demon or devil. That's straight out of the, the book. Oh, uh, oh uh, that's the pig demon guy. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Nito would not know that at all, I don't think, so... Okay, No, good. I don't imagine no. anyone would. Yeah. Um, And that, that wasn't the one that we fought in the past, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, oh, that is the one. Exactly the one. The yeah, the one that you oh, made okay. run away. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 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 no? um, 
I do not know what you are talking about. Um, I, uh, we are going somewhere else, and I do not, I do not know who you speak of, uh, of, sir. Oh, how far away are they? They are about 60 feet from you. Okay, can, I want to divine sense real quick, see what, see if they're, uh, celestial fiend or undead. Okay. They are fiends. Fiends. Do I hate fiends? I don't remember. I don't think so. <laughs> Why do you think they're here? We have followed him through the plains, and we know whenever the barrier between the plains became weak, he came through. Hmm. I I do not know of any um um plains of which you you speak. Um. What 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 are you um talking about? What does he look like? Um. Does he does he look like something? Or could we uh maybe? He is large and fat, with a face like a pig who fucked a gorilla. <laughs> I didn't know that you could tell somebody. That's an image. Anyway, never. Uh, is is that 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 horrible thing that tried to kill us? Maybe in in the past. Oh. It is. We ran it off. That is why Where? we stink of it. It was that way, and I'll point to the past. Where did he? <laughs> You all know this plane better than I. What if we were to enter into an agreement? If you hunt down Gnevig and capture him for me, I will grant you all individually one wish at the end. Are you like a teeny? I I don't I, I don't think so, Rosie. Um, he he has legs and things. I all of the stories I read about genies, they have. <laughs> They do not have legs, and uh, this man, he most certainly has legs, or uh, at least armor mm -hmm. on his legs. I have legs. Some genies have legs. What do you think of the agreement? Mm. <sighs> Is there like a time limit? I do not. You have one month. Let uh, us let, converse. Let, let us uh, uh, discuss this in private real quick. Um, uh, uh, what would I... happen if we fail? Well, then we would have to burn that bridge when we came to it. Mm. I, I'd like to know beforehand. Helps the decision process as he choosing some calf muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm I'm being rather honest. You know, be being being vague in a contract is never good for either side. You know, if it comes down to it and we need to resolve it, then you know, not having the the correct information on on, on the contract just makes it a, a hassle for for the legal departments and such. <laughs> I think the worst thing is to make a deal with a demon anyways. I, I believe the answer should be no. I agree, Drayton, but we should probably not call uh, big hulking people in armor demons to their faces. I assume we're that talking quietly amongst ourselves and not to the demon. I, I'm, I'm trying to whisper in front of him. They are foul creatures. What does it matter if I say it to their face or not? Um, when you say it to their face, they try to kill you a lot more often, I would think. Um, I have not had that experience. Neither have I. I'm going in blind here, but um, <laughs> I think it would be wise not to insult the... They look rather... They look strong, do, do they not? Well, okay, so the creature that we encountered, there was only one of him. There's a lot of these guys, right? 
a lot. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, I don't... We, we should probably ask, if we refuse, are they going to do anything to us? If they were to do something to us, would they tell us mm. they, they are want, demons? If they want us to hunt it for them, they might tell us that if we don't, they'll kill us now. Well, as the big man said, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I think. <laughs> I have a feeling that if we don't, one way or another, we'll probably, at the very least, pay for it, if not completely with our lives. I do not want to take a contract on a demon that we might never see. We have much to do on our own. That's true. Mm-hmm. He may have just been jumping planes. He could have gone somewhere else entirely again. Yes, um, what do you think, um, our friend Morax Rum? Do you think this is a bad <laughs> idea too, yes? I am <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not, not too comfortable entering into a contract with a fiend of any kind. That seems like, uh, maybe a bad idea. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And I, no, no, that's, that's more Garen. <laughs> um, well, that is two for no... What do you others say? No, for, sh- for sure, yes. Um, we, we already That's have no this whole city of ghosts thing we're dealing with. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the fact that, you know, planes apparently are involved is new to me. So, Right. And, and the drill, you know, from the Empire, it's, it's all, it, yes, much bigger. Right. So, I think... Maybe if we can just be like, if he happens to appear again, we can try to take him out. But we don't have the ability to go plane hopping, so we can't, like, go chase him down. I I don't think we should make any guarantee of any sort. No, not a guarantee, just like a, hey, could there just be a bounty, maybe? And if we happen to find him and take him down, give us a way to contact you? I I would rather not be able to contact him if I'm being honest. I would like to continue on, you know, deal with some ghost-filled cities, uh, with the whole Crucian Empire, anything above this, really. So, no. Okay. Yes, well, it should be a straight no. I'm fine with that, if All that's right. what we want to do. Alright, so I'll turn to the demon guys, say, the answer is no, we will not enter into a pact with you. That's a shame. And with that, we'll call the episode. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye, Season 2, Episode 5, Efficiency First. I hope you all enjoyed the most recent side-eye adventures. Uh, I know they had me cracking up, but we didn't plan on breaking one out so quickly this year. But, um, you know, I, I got sick, so what are you going to do? And those characters were a lot of fun. Ryan did a great job. And I'm uh, hoping you guys are enjoying this new line of adventures as well. I think the end to this whole uh, Plane of Mud adventure will will be shocking. Uh, it was definitely shocking to me. Remember, if you want to support Beholder's Eye, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Beholder's iPod. You can get some early release episode and learn the key to flight without an airplane. If you can't support us financially but want to help with the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Check out our website, beholderseyecast.com, and follow us on Twitter at Beholder's iPod. You can follow Ryan, who plays Dulod, Usk, and APU at Third. Ben, who plays Garen and Drathan at Miro4D2. Kim, who plays Zalara and Rosie at Mets Girl. And Sam, who plays Siobhan and Nita at Sam's Lot 007. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. 
Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music and effects editing by Benjamin Floyd. Music from filmmusic.io. Heart of the Beast, Oppressive Gloom, Drone in D, Lord of Land, Love Song, Decline, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Journey Begins, all by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. License under creativecommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash by, forward slash 4.0. Sound effects by zapsblot.com. Please check the show notes for further detail. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, non commercial share alike, 4.0 international license. Creativecommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash by, forward slash 4.0. Thank you.